Good evening, listeners. You're tuned in to KBVR 88.7 FM Corvallis. It is Sunday evening, and we've got something a little different for you this week. Hey, Brian, what were you doing 10 years ago? Believe it or not, I was decorating cakes at a local grocery store. Just tons of Dora and Barbie cakes all day long. Uh, How about you, Adrian? What were you up to? 10 years ago, I was finishing my last quarter at Cal Poly, and I think I just found out I got accepted to grad school at Oregon State. And 10 years ago, 2012, I was in my junior year of high school trying to decide if I wanted to go to college for music education or biology. A lot has happened in 10 years, and 10 years is a long time. Speaking of time, do you know what time it is? Let me check my watch. It's just after 7 p.m. Wait, I recognize that sound. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Hey, I think I, hey, I know this. Do you know this? It's time for another episode. It's time for another episode. For another episode. For another episode of Inspiration Dissemination. I am your host for this evening, Kristen Finch. I'm Harrison Steerwalt. I'm Steve Friedman. I'm Heather Forsyth. I'm Lillian Padjakov. I'm Kayla Dalventhal. I'm Maggie Exton. I'm Chelsea Beheimer. And I'm Lisa Hildebrand. At Oregon State, we have more than 4,000 graduate students in over in over 80 different programs of study. And here in Inspiration Dissemination, we feature the research and personal stories of one of these students each week. If you're a graduate student at OSU and you're interested in coming on the show, or you just want to find out more about all the awesome things going on at OSU, check out our blog at blogs.oregonstate.edu inspiration, where you can find out all about our up-and-coming guests and links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. This week, we are celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Inspiration Dissemination. Wow. Wow. 10 years? 10 years. years. (laughs) Now, to be fair, we have not been a part of it for 10 years, but there have been many people over the years that have been a part of it, and we are going to listen to some audio clips of some of the past guests, the founders, or sorry, some past guests, mainly the founders, uh, and you will hear some audio clips of almost all of the uh, past hosts. Yeah, and, and um, speaking of hosts, today in the booth, we've got uh, myself, I'm Grace Dietzler. And I'm Brian Lynn. And I'm Adrian Gallo. And uh, Lisa and Miriam are here in spirit. We want to wish Lisa a very happy birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! We're celebrating two birthdays today, uh, the, our show and Lisa's. Happy birthday, Lisa. Woo. So, Inspiration Dissemination was started back in 2012, as that is 10 years ago now. Um, and we decided to sit down with Joey and Gian, two of the founders of Inspiration Dissemination, to chat with them about what inspired them to start this show, where we interview graduate students about their research and their stories and, you know, what's going on in their life. Why was the show started? My memory is that, let's see, like you, I had undergrad experience in radio, or I had a radio show at both KBVR and KZUU, so WSU's college radio and University of Idaho. And then Gian had radio experience from Missouri, right? From uh, KBV? Oh, not KBV. KTRM. KTRM. Truman State. Yeah, and so when I I was actually working as a technician at at OSU and convinced the station manager to let me have a show just because I had experience and interest and love for it. And so 
I was still a technician when Gian came and started his masters, but at that time I had wiggled my way into a terrible slot on the radio some weekend or something. And I think it was still Sunday seven. But but yeah, Gian and I started as co-hosts doing radio or like music stuff before inspiration dissemination started. Um, and so we were both in the studio pretty different tastes in music but <laughs> but not like terribly different just like kept it interesting my memory is something along the lines of like you know we had this realization like you were you were thinking about like i need to apply for i want to apply for this masters you know like and i realized i have no clue what my friends do like in their research and talking to our friends on the radio about their research like we get to find out what their research is and we get to broadcast it and we like we get to work on science communication so something <laughs> i didn't mention is that sarah and i work in the same lab and uh, this is kind of why i dragged her into this and she's the guinea pig of what are we calling it inspiration inspiration dissemination dissemination <laughs> So what you just heard was Joey and Gian, the founders of the show, and that clip ended with their very first show, Sarah Navarro. Um, and you can tell Joey is trying to remember the name of the <laughs> of his own his own radio show, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. They re-interviewed Sarah later on uh, because they kind of changed up the format a little bit of the show. Yeah, and as we all know, as grad students, uh, starting a project and having that project turn into something that's good are two different things, right? <laughs> and so having the form of the show be something that's super successful with the half research and half background, uh, that was actually a purposeful decision. So check this out. When we started it, like, you know, we thought, yeah, it's just going to be great. It's like our friend, our friends are going to come on. We're going to have a cool conversation. And then like, just like, just like the chemistry between all of us, we were able to figure out like, no, this is, like instead of just having people talk about their science like having people talk about like the way they got into grad school is actually key because that's the interesting part that's the part that you can connect to people with and like once we realized that then it just took off i applied um for a position at science friday in 2015 2016 maybe um, I didn't get it. I was very sad. Um, but uh, the person who did get it uh, is amazing. Um, but you know what I did not hear on Science Friday before we, like, before a few years ago? I didn't hear anything about, you know, how people got into their into their research. And, like, every third interview, I hear that now on that show it's a it's a correlation not causation but all i know is after i applied <laughs> after i applied then i started hearing those like so how did you get into your in into into science and just like you have a three minute little spiel of how they got into their science what a fun little tidbit 
So that was that was Gian who ended the clip. He applied to Science Friday, uh, and it was him suggesting that you know the the secret sauce of the show, of half research, half background, is something that Science Friday start started using very quickly after he interviewed, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Mm. Correlation, but but not causation. Not causation. Yeah, as as scientists, hmm. we're we're very <laughs> mindful of all these things, right? <laughs> Well, one other consistent format of the show is that we ask participants to give us an elevator pitch uh, of their about their research or whatever they're talking to us about. And here's an example of that. And this is uh, Matt McConnell's voice. He was the third person to be a part of the show. Uh, I consider him a founder-esque because it was his idea to start the blog, the written portion. Um so yeah, here's that clip. I should be way better at summarizing my thesis, especially considering the, the first thing we ask every single person who's coming on inspiration dissemination is like, okay, what's your elevator pitch? Like, I want you in a couple seconds to tell me what it is you're studying. And it's a really hard thing to do. And so the best that I could come up with is this. <clears throat> My thesis explores science education in Hawaii and how it's been used by colonizers to justify the control of indigenous lands and waters. It also looks, hopefully, to examples of science education being used to decolonize relationships to lands and waters. So that was Matt McConnell. When he was at Oregon State, he was in the master's of, uh, he was in a master's program uh, working on a history of science degree which I believe Miriam is also in the same program. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, uh, very small program. Yeah, so. and Miriam, you're here with us as well, a fellow <laughs> co-host here in spirit. <laughs> uh, but now, as he mentioned, he's at the University of Hawaii pursuing uh, another master's. I think that in general, elevator pitches are really important for researchers and anyone trying to explain their research. And I, it's one of the things I love about inspiration dissemination that we kind of get to help hear people's elevator pitches and also kind of help them come up with a better way uh, and more ideas um, for how to craft that. And apparently in the start of the show, Joey was the person always coming up with more ideas and Jean was the person kind of making sure they didn't get too overstretched. <laughs> too <laughs> always overstretched. Need, you always need, uh, always need something like someone like that. Yeah, so here is a clip uh, of the interview we did with Joey and Gian where they touch on a little bit of the history of the show, but especially how they always had many, many ideas. We tried to do a lot of things in a very short amount of time. And like, you know, just like every, every couple of weeks, it would be, there would be like a new idea that we could do and it would be, just be so tempting to do. You know, hey, let's write a theme song. Hey, let's let's make a blog. Hey, let's let's turn these into a podcast. And like, like it's, I think like it just it was so much, and it was, yeah. and, and you need a whole team. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's the thing that we realized very quick. Like you need a lot of people to like starting a podcast. <laughs> it's it's difficult. Um, yeah. Yeah. At one point we were like recording the pre-interview discussions, but then we had, you know, an hour pre-interview recording at like a restaurant 
and bombs away or something. <laughs> and then an hour of interview live in the studio. And it's like, okay, now who's gonna ever have time to produce this into something? <laughs> Two DJs, 100 ideas. That, that's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah and uh, Joey in our, uh, I, I interviewed Joey and, um, and Gian. And it was about 90 minutes worth of conversation and Joey still had more ideas for the show. Uh, some things to shout out. He mentioned a uh, theme song that took about a year and a half or two years of me pestering OSU drumline. <laughs> but the jingle you hear in the background, that is from OSU drumline originally made in, I want to say 2017 or 2018. Um, Olin Haman was the uh, director of the program of sorts. And uh, he was finally amenable to all of my many emails. <laughs> uh, the podcast, it became a podcast let me think became a podcast after i came on so 2015 or 16 i want to say the oldest episodes that are up are like 2015 yeah so that was another idea that that has come to fruition and we are on more than just this is a very recent um addition we are on more than just apple podcasts now we are pretty much wherever you get your podcasts which is very exciting yeah, that's a good point. When we when we started the podcast world, it was only on Apple iTunes, and I had many friends being like, "Well, I, I can't download you because I don't use Apple iTunes." And I was like, "Well, I don't I, I don't control the podcast <laughs> world. It's the uh, you know it's it's all the KBVR folks in Orange Media Network, and they really upped their game. And now we're on any podcast player of your choosing: SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Spotify. I don't know any others, but we're on all of them. It it all works." Um, there's another idea that Kristen was was a part of. Do you, you want to describe this a little bit before I, I bring on this clip? Describe the idea. I think so. <laughs> yes, please describe someone else's idea that they had several years ago. It's a well, simple task. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was really just trying to filibuster so I can scroll through my, my audio file here and, and catch the timeline. <laughs> um, well, wouldn't it be awesome? We interview graduate students on the radio every week, but... You know, how cool would it be to interview them on a live stage in front of a live audience? That would be pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, we'll talk about that idea, but the uh, but Kristen Finch was kind of the originator of this idea. And here's and here's a little clip of her. KBVR Corvallis, this is Kristen Finch or DJ Finch and Snips tuning in to say thanks so much to all the hosts and guests over the years on inspiration dissemination. 10 years and going, keeping a place for graduate student stories at Oregon State University College Radio. So uh, Kristen was being far too, far too, um, gen not generous. Modest. Modest, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was coming back from a backpacking trip and she was like, I'm in the car. I just got this message. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Kristen was the fourth most senior host. So it was uh, Joey and Gian, the founders. Matt came in after. And then Kristen came in uh, simultaneous with Matt. And the grad school had reached out to Kristen with this idea about Grad Inspire to have a, a TEDx style talk, you know, 10 minute short format, minimal slides. Uh, really well rehearsed in front of a live audience. And uh, I was also co-hosting with Kristen at the time, and she brought the idea to me. It was like, that sounds great. It sounds like a lot of work, but it sure sounds like fun, too. Um, and what year was that? Oof. I think 
2017 or 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because this is Grad Inspire's uh, fifth ish year. This is um, here's a funny tidbit. When Grad Inspire first started, it was actually called GradX because we were like, oh, it'll be like TEDx style talks. So GradX sounds great. We even got these wooden letters made oh, yeah. that say Grad <laughs> and there's like a little orange X. It looks really clean. It was actually those letters were made from a class in the wood science department in the College of Forestry. Uh, that was that was really lucky that that they needed something to build. And we're like, we need le- big letters. But the OSU lawyers, I guess, there's a million administrators legal, and they all get paid way too advisors. many, way too much money. Yeah, their legal advisors <laughs> are like, we are a little worried about exposure for Ted suing us for, you know, like <laughs> using the X. And like, since when does Ted have a patent on or copyright on the, the, on letter, the letter X? X? Yeah, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, we were forced into a name change. So the very first grad inspired is actually grad x if you look through our history <laughs> um but i actually do like the name change i Can think I it works out share another fun little tidbit yeah so after the name change in 2019 uh the x got turned into a giant light bulb which oh, yeah that's right i i made that with yeah. my partner nick who has also been a guest on the show we made that on our porch in out of paper mache and a giant balloon and um it we were i remember just being so surprised when it actually lit up (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh my gosh i want to be benjamin franklin but this is a little too (laughs) too rattling um but this year's grad inspire is happening on may 12th you'll be hearing more about that over the next coming weeks but we do have four speakers this year hannah whitley Marissa Williams, Farhan Saeed, and our very own Brian Lynn. Hey, that's me. Whoa, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's really exciting. We really encourage you to come. Uh, in the past, it was this was 2020, February of 2020, before the world changed again. And uh, it was an awesome event in the MU Ballroom. Yeah. We're going to have it again there. Um, there should be food. Last time we were able to get uh, Block 15 to donate some beverages, so hopefully we can do that again. Um, it was all in all a fantastic event. We're really excited to have it in person again. So keep an eye out for Grad Inspire on May 12th. Okay, coming back to the show, I mentioned that Joey and Gian were the founders and Matt helped start the blog, but all three of them together, they did about 140 interviews. That's a lot, but... Uh, today we are in the Student Experience Center in a really fancy booth, a really fancy booth. It's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. But most of the interviews were actually conducted in Snell Hall. For those not at Oregon State, uh, shout out to Sarah. Uh, Snell Hall is a building that was supposed to be temporary. And uh, this is some lore here. Snell Hall was supposed to be a temporary building because another building was being torn down to be rebuilt. So they built Snell as a, hey, people, move over there. But since Snell was built, there's always been a new building under construction. So it's been constantly uh, in cycle. And if you look at Snell Hall, which we can actually see Snell from the window here. Oh, yeah. All of the doorways have a have a covering, like a physical awning, because apparently, again, this is lore. I, I, I don't know. Apparently, bricks started shooting out from the building because it's so old and wasn't meant to be permanent that instead of fixing the building, they're like, oh, we'll just protect the people where the entrances and exits are with coverings. In case a brick In falls. case a brick. 
you know, so, uh, so we're going to, here's another clip of, um, of, I believe this is, uh, Joey and Matt describing, uh, no, it was, uh, Gian and Joey describing how they really appreciate Snell Hall. And then, uh, Matt comes in to give a differing view on how he did not love Snell Hall so much. So here's that clip. You know, thinking back to Snell, we had that incredible records library, like all the vinyl. And so Gian was really into like picking out the hip hop vinyl that we could use as bed music in, in the background. And that was just incredible. And I really miss that that resource. Mm-hmm. You know, just being able to pull a vinyl off and like find the instrumental track and try it out. <laughs> just being in Snell Hall. It was a trip, man. It was something else. And it just, that memory of coming into that space in this tiny little room that was barely big enough, really, for three people. You could maybe squeeze four in. So, you know, two hosts and then one guest. That was pretty much it. Um, it was it was a glorified closet with some cool equipment, to be sure. Um, but did feel a little bit like, you know, maybe you were going to be tapping out Morse code. But yeah, there was a ton of vinyl, which was awesome. And Gian was always really, really great about searching through that vinyl and, and finding some gems. Um, the way I would describe Snell in all its glory, the Millennium Falcon to the Student Experience Center's uh, Enterprise, but not like the old Enterprise, like the new Enterprise with Chris Pine, where it looks like an iPod inside, like that Enterprise. And it's a good, I think, comparison because you would probably <laughs> rather be a person on that enterprise. Like it looks pretty Gucci, but the Millennium Falcon is not without its charm. Come on, like it is, it's legendary. Uh, sure, sometimes you have to like kick things to get them to work. Um, and when they don't work, it is not your fault, but it is uh, nonetheless something that occupies a, a very special place for me. <laughs> I really love that description from Matt. <laughs> it uh, it took me all my effort to not laugh. You did hear me a little bit laughing in that audio giggle, recording. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I tried my hardest not to laugh, but I was I was loving his description of that. <laughs> it is if you haven't seen the inside of the booth, I think a couple people retweeted uh, one of our tweets on the inspiration dissemination Twitter today with pictures of themselves in the booth. So you can get a little little sneak peek at the fancy equipment and yeah. setup that we have in here. Yeah, and if you're a grad student and are curious about it, what better way than to come be interviewed by us? Yeah. <laughs> we are always taking more folks to be interviewed. Uh, we typically take summer off, but we've had a pretty high volume of, of folks uh, submitting. And you can do that on our blog at blogs.oregonstate.edu slash inspiration. At the top menu item, there's a link that says sign up now or sign up here. Um, but yeah, you can always sign up and we'll we'll add you to the queue. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I think one, one hesitation I've heard from some graduate students who've said, well, I kind of want to sign up, but I don't know how to describe my research. I'm like, that's what we're here to help with. Just... Just put a couple keywords if that's all you do. We'll we'll help you describe it, but don't let that stop you from signing up for the show. That's a great point, Grace. Uh, another one is, oh, but I'm too early in my graduate degree. 
You know, like I'm, I'm only like my third year as a PhD student. It's like, no, come on. Yeah. Even a first year master's, come on the show. We had a first year PhD student, Caroline Hernandez, a couple weeks ago, and it was great having her on. I mean, it, it, you have such different perspectives from your first year and your fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh year. And uh, it's we, we want it all. I especially enjoy listening to guests that we've interviewed twice. Because it's, this is more often for graduate uh, for PhD students, um, where they come on early and like I just submitted my proposal. This is going to be the awesomest awesome sauce of all awesome sauce, and then they come back and like, well, okay, <laughs> most of this stuff didn't work, but I did find out this really interesting thing nonetheless. And I I, I really love bookending uh, conversations like that, and I've because I've been here for close to forever, uh, I've I've seen many of those come by. It's very much a how it started, how it's going meme right <laughs> i feel like that's the perfect summary to a phd is most of it didn't work but i did find out a cool thing <laughs> learn some things i didn't expect to learn you know i i do wish academia was more honest of um especially for those in the in the stem fields a lot of the times what we're doing is we're finding out all the ways that things don't actually mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. and every once in a while there's uh oh whoa this actually worked I, I think of, I forget his name now, but I interviewed somebody where they were researching something completely different and they were doing some kind of like fungal enzyme uh, screening tools and it, they accidentally found that like, huh, this enzyme is like really predictive of Parkinson's disease early on and uh, that's pretty nifty. So I changed my entire research pr proposal because that's pretty big um, and it was a complete accident, complete accident. Yeah, I feel like one of the skills you learn in, in graduate school and in doing research is, you know, you, you set out to test a certain hypothesis, but when you acquire all of your data, one of the really great things about it is you can you can look at it as if you're asking a different question than your original hypothesis was, and you can find out all sorts of other information. I mean, I just, I just had to do this with my own research. I found that what I was looking for was not necessarily the case, but... There were some other really interesting findings that I wasn't expecting to see. And, you know, you just kind of have to have an open mind, I think, when you're doing research. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, chocolate chip cookies, right? Uh, they were invented because the baker thought they were making chocolate cookies, didn't have cocoa powder, thought the chocolate would just melt in the batter when they cooked it, came out with chunks of chocolate in it. Now it's America's everyone's favorite cookie. It's, it's the most the best delicious cookie. mistake it's the ever. cookie that's everywhere. Okay, wait, Brian, we're two days past April April 1st, but are you, are you pulling my leg? No. Are you serious? <laughs> These are baker. Look, I am a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef. I would not lie to you about cookies. <laughs> this is true. Cookies are this serious business. <laughs> I, I love chocolate chip cookies even more now, knowing that they're a mistake. <laughs> they were a mistake, yeah, total mistake, complete accident. <laughs> okay, one thing that is not a mistake, though, is the fact that we, Inspiration Dissemination, are an award-winning podcast. Woo. Um and we have, or over time, we have kind of forgotten what award it was. Uh, but thankfully, uh, Joey and Gian do remember. So here is a clip of them. One was like most innovative radio program, which is a pretty bad award. And that was from Intercollegiate. I, you know, it was kind of weird. Like you could submit the same sample to two places and like one place gave us this awesome reward and the other was like, meh. This is nothing. So, like, it just depends where you submit. But the Intercollegiate Broadcasting Association was the one that gave us that award. 
like for that actually there was a media student that bill the director of the station at that time or i'm not sure what his title was had lined up so it was like a recording we did and then they produced it into a three-minute episode and submitted it so there you have it award-winning radio and if you heard the audio cut off, it's because uh, Joey said a word that we cannot play on the radio, <laughs> but he said bad hmm, <laughs> a pretty bad hmm award. Uh, so pretty awesome. And he also mentioned that there were some undergrads that were helping and they couldn't remember which undergrad it was, but we do want to at least shout out all the undergrads who did work with us in the past uh grace and brian do you want to tag team this yeah let's do it we got casey joyce riley prest jody devaz matthew jubazak and kimberly kenny they were all uh undergrads working from 2012 to 2013 and one of them we don't know which one uh but one of them our favorite uh, one yeah our favorite <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that one the favorite one yeah uh, <laughs> one of them helped uh shorten up a interview into a three-minute segment and submitted that to uh the intercollegiate broadcasting association broadcasting association i'm glad you remembered uh i, th- I think when our in our interviews Jan had to look at his cv because they were like we don't super remember <laughs> but it's somewhere uh <laughs> undergrads are amazing so uh, speaking of the practicum program that's uh something that we had used in the past obviously because we had one two three four five five undergrads from 2012 to 2013 where uh undergraduate students in the kind of media arts performing arts program uh, they can get credit for doing a lot of things uh tv radio so maybe you know uh, i think this was some advice that joey suggested but maybe we current hosts should consider uh, going back down that practicum program rabbit hole to see if we can, you know, recruit some more undergrads to help with the show. Yeah. If you're an undergrad listening now and uh, want to get involved, maybe that's a cool way to do so. I mean, hey, you can you can 10 years from now, your name will be announced <laughs> on on the radio for the yeah. 20th year anniversary. For the 20th year. <laughs> Planning uh, ahead. <laughs> that's a little scary for me to think about. <laughs> Snell will still be here, though. <laughs> still going strong by that point they'll be redoing the sec and we'll be back in snow hall again yeah that actually seems much more likely <laughs> the circle of life <laughs> and maybe we'll win some more awards by then maybe we should apply for a couple more you know because i'm i'm the outgoing senior host you know i'm, I'm flapping my wings to fly away i'm i'm gonna leave that that to y'all to do uh i know grace you just went to a science communication conference so maybe they they gave you some ideas there lots of ideas too many ideas too Too many many ideas ideas. (laughs) oh no am i joey now (laughs) brian you you got you got to rein grace in (laughs) too many ideas you can't have them all right i I can debbie down the situation (laughs) (laughs) so another thing we talked about with uh, uh we asked um Matt, Joey, and Gian on some advice. And I really appreciated Matt's advice. Uh, I asked him specifically on if he had any advice for anybody wanting to start a podcast or a blog. I I think I mentioned it, but uh, Matt was pretty instrumental in starting the blog itself. So uh, here's his advice uh, on 
if you're interested to start a podcast or a blog? If it's writing, this is this is advice that I'm receiving recently in one of my classes, which is a writing workshop class. If it's writing that you're doing, try, try, try to write 15 minutes a day at a minimum. Find 15 minutes and write. It doesn't have to be the thing that you're working on. Um, can be. It's really good to try and teach yourself that you don't need to block out a bunch of time. Working on something for just 15 minutes is better than working on it for not at all. And it really helps to make sure that you're constantly working those writing muscles and, and just not kind of losing a step there. The other thing that I would say is always, always read it out loud to yourself. You will catch so many more mistakes and realize that you're being redundant and be able to streamline things if, if you read it out loud to yourself. As someone who is desperately desperately trying to write a dissertation uh i really took that advice to heart <laughs> right just a little bit every day <laughs> it's hard to start but once you get into the habit it, i don't know sometimes 15 minutes or i do 30 minutes but it feels too short sometimes <laughs> uh brian are, are you on this writing train no <laughs> It's hard to start and hard to maintain. I, <laughs> for me, anyway. <laughs> one that is one thing that we do that uh, maybe listeners of um, Inspiration Dissemination don't necessarily know the the little bit of the behind the curtain work is that we do a lot of writing, uh, and there's a lot of other work that goes into producing and and creating this show so every week we have pre-interviews with our guests that can be sometimes up to two hours long and we just get all kinds of content from them and then spend a lot of time um, doing some background more background research if we need to and writing the blog that you see posted every week um, as well as the scheduling and I mean there's just a lot of work that kind of goes into um, having a podcast or a show or or writing and the only way to get better at it is is to practice. I, I will say from the first time that I wrote the blog, which was uh, 2013-ish, uh, Elham Maskud, I believe, uh, she was a, a textile ma manufacturing or material science uh, person, and I had, ne I studied dirt, okay? <laughs> I had never thought about textile science and manufacturing, <laughs> so I had a lot of, um, a lot of effort to get up to speed, but after you do the show for a while, you really appreciate uh you really appreciate getting to know someone else's work and you get much better at really deciphering what the work is what it entails and i at least this is just me but i think most other hosts would feel the same really enjoy writing the blog because it's not my dissertation and it's more fun yeah <laughs> i i love writing the blogs i always write probably way too much for those. It takes up more time than it probably should. But it's really fun. And you know, I one of the first blogs that I wrote for this show, I've only been on for a couple months now, but it was for uh Dusty Mengus, who is a nuclear um engineering PhD. And even after our pre interview I had to go home and Google what is nuclear fission. <laughs> like, <laughs> like watch YouTube videos on it. And uh, it was just a really great exercise in learning something that wasn't like you said wasn't my own research wasn't my own dissertation it was i don't know i love it yeah who, who knew you'd have to learn about liquid sodium reactors and molten 
in not letting steel go molten, but and, making sure the sodium gets molten. Yeah, and now I love telling people about it. <laughs> it's like my go-to party conversation. Did you know about liquid sodium in fourth-generation <laughs> nuclear reactors? Yeah, I'll say for me, the blogs are more enjoyable to write because I like puns, which maybe I'm just inspired <laughs> to put more puns in my thesis. Will that get me to write 15 minutes a day? <laughs> I don't know. One can only hope. One can only hope. Okay, next up, we also asked uh, Joey and Gian for advice. We're going to play Joey's first. You know, I, I've kind of been reflecting on academia a lot. Uh, Gian made the comment early on that, like, he's really happy where he is, maybe not being pursuing becoming a professor, and I think that's great to recognize, and I, you know, I encourage people to be okay with that. Um, kind of where I'm at, I definitely see, you know, needs a lot of scientists that just keep their heads down and like solve problems and writes papers and, and does good science. Um, but equally so, the world needs people that are communicating it, that are leading, that are, that are bringing people together, that are training um, and spreading that inspiration. So find your place in all of that and and um, be confident that, that you're doing the right thing and just do what you can to make the greatest impact you can. It's kind of where we got to, you know, we were doing it because felt it was the best way to make an impact as a little grad student in a college <laughs> campus in Corvallis and like, you know, you, you're not going to change the world, um, but you might change one person's world in that Corvallis, yeah. Keep pulling people up the ladder behind you. Keep helping others like find their voice and give them the agency that they need to express what they want to express in terms of their research. It could be that their research doesn't matter, or it could be that like, you know, they're not interested in science anymore, or like they want to go and be like the world the top the top scientists, or like they want to go into science communication. I think just be there, like be there as a cheerleader and just have people be themselves and express themselves fully on the radio. You cannot go wrong with that. So if it wasn't obvious, that was advice that uh, Joey and Gian were giving to us as hosts. And one time when Gian was training me, he described uh, this mic, this radio show, the, each episode um, it is their mic. It's the participants' mic. They get to decide what what they want to talk about. Even if you think this other thing is really cool, mm -mm, it's their mic. So um, I think that's great that he did reiterate that once again. And that's another thing I like to tell people who are a little maybe hesitant or have signed up for the show but don't really know what to talk about. It's your show. It's what do you want to tell the world? This is your radio for an hour, <laughs> half hour to an hour on a Sunday night. And we're here to help you tell your story, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have a, a long segment of uh, audio submissions that our previous hosts have, sub have sent in. I think we have one, two, three, four, five, I think seven, seven audio submissions. Um, 
and we're we're gonna we're gonna end the show with with everyone's voices here. But are are there any final words that uh, that that we have here before we before we let everyone else hear? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight wow. different voices that that were able to submit links. I just think it's amazing that you know. Thank you to all of the former hosts who have sent in their blurbs about this show i think it really speaks to the impact that the show has had not only on the people we've interviewed and our listeners but on the people who have been hosts and a part of it and the way that it's impacted their lives and i'm really as someone who's only been on for a short time now i'm really amazed and appreciative of everyone kind of coming back together for this for this episode yeah, I can't think of any way better to end it than what Joey said about, you know, you, you can't, you probably won't change the world, but you, you can probably change one person's world. And every person that I interview, I just think, I just learned so much, so much that I wouldn't get for my graduate degree. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm especially thankful for the show because I learned way more doing this show than I ever have in my <laughs> PhD project. <laughs> no offense to my PhD project. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but with that, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna let listeners hear all of the other fantastic hosts and voices that submitted uh, links. So with that, thank you for listening once again. We will be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. Enjoy. My name is Gian Kambar, and I was. Uh, I'm one of the founders of Inspiration Dissemination from 2012 to 2016. My name is Joey Holbert, and I'm also a co-founder of Inspiration Dissemination. When My tenure with Inspiration Dissemination lasted from 2012 to 2014, I think. My name is Matt McConnell, and I went to Oregon State University back in 2014 to 2016. I was a co-host of Inspiration Dissemination alongside Gian Kambar for that entire period. And apparently, according to your list, Adrian did about 50 episodes, although I would not have known that. Uh, I guess time flew by. And let's see, what was I doing there? Yeah, I, um, I was in the History of Science program and I also uh, pursued a certificate, a graduate certificate in informal and free choice learning. And uh, for history of science, I did the master's program. And so my interest is always kind of um, science communication and science education, which I'll come back to. So why I started doing the show, um, actually that's a good segue because it was because I wanted to do science communication. So yeah, I was really interested when I was looking at Oregon State University and applying to the program. I was fishing around for different things going on on campus that I might be able to get involved in that would um, sort of help me to work on some aspect of being able to communicate science to a more general audience. And I discovered Inspiration Dissemination. I reached out to Gian and Joey was uh, the other host at that time. And they were super excited to talk to me and meet with me. And um, uh, after we met in person, then I uh, did come on board. 
Hi, my name is Lori Reinhold, and some of you longtime listeners of the show may better recognize me as Lori Lutz, which was my name when I was a host from 2017 through 2020. Early on in my graduate program, I was introduced to this idea of science communication. And as a first-generation college student, this idea really resonated with me as I was feeling stuck between two worlds. And those were the world of academia and this culture and community that I grew up in. And I saw science communication as a way to bridge that gap. And being a host, was a way that I could put that into practice and also work on cultivating my skills in communicating and building connections with different types of audience, audiences and um, using different media formats. Um, I loved my time as a host on the show and frequently I come across things that remind me of a guest or their research which I always welcome as an opportunity to impress people with my random tidbits of knowledge about blue whales and wood adhesives and conservation education and all other types of things. But as someone with a soft spot for storytelling podcasts and memoirs and learning about the human experience, my favorite part of the show was listening to our guests share their inspiring stories and often non-traditional journeys that brought them to graduate school. So congratulations to Inspiration Dissemination for 10 years of bringing stories to the radio waves and for continuing to grow and make the show better every year. And I look forward to many more years of inspiring shows to come. This is Mackenzie Evans-Smith-Sajan. I was a host of Inspiration Dissemination from 2016 to 2017, and I joined as a host after being a guest on the show. I'm a fiction writer, so this meant that interviewing researchers about their work was pretty wild for me and outside of my understanding and my interests before I joined the show. And what I learned on the show was there there really is a need for writers, editors, storytellers to help act as a translator between the complex science that folks are studying and the problems that researchers are trying to address at publicly funded institutions and uh, to act as a translator between their research and the public who helps fund that research. So um, I ended up graduating from OSU and working as a science writer and editor at UC Berkeley's College of Natural Resources. And almost five years later, I still work at UC Berkeley. I'm now the science communications manager at uh, Quantitative Biosciences Research Institute that includes um, scientists who are focusing on solving problems and creating tools like COVID diagnostics and um, CRISPR therapeutics, including faculty members like Jennifer Doudna. So I'm still using those skills that I, I gathered and first picked up at Inspiration Dissemination. And um, I'm just so thrilled to hear that this place and experience that was pivotal to me is 
celebrating 10 years. So happy birthday, Inspiration Dissemination. My name is Daniel Watkins. I was a member of Inspiration Dissemination from December 2018 until fall 2021. I joined Inspiration Dissemination because I'm interested in science communication as a broad field of human enterprise, but more particularly I wanted a chance to learn from other students that were that already had skills in this field and I wanted to hear stories from other researchers across the college. And Something that I think is really important with inspiration dissemination and one of the reasons that it was a draw for me is because it, it's not practicing science communication as a way to draw the spotlight onto yourself. It's trying to find ways to center other students and elevate their research, find the interesting things, and in many cases help students see how cool the things are that they're working on. That's something that I'm not going to point to one particular moment there, but it is a, a repeated experience throughout my time with Inspiration Dissemination is that you'd be talking with someone and they'd have spent so much time working on their topic that they felt like it was mundane, but it was really something like super exciting. Uh, there's been a lot of memorable moments, but I think one that's emblematic of the last uh, couple of years is just the the experience of trying to record episodes from home during a pandemic. And so I was, I recently was re-listening to part of the interview I did with uh, Cedric Hagen. Uh, and, and you can hear my kids playing in the background and the, the click clack from the keyboard. And not exactly ideal from an audio engineering perspective, but I think it's a good summary of the way that we just tried to carry on doing the things that we thought were important even though our surroundings weren't really supportive of it. Um, as a last thing, because we always end with getting advice from people, one of the pieces of advice that I think is worth highlighting among many is advice that Winnie Wang gave on her interview a while ago, and that's just to not be afraid to ask questions. And asking questions can help you get to solutions quicker, but it can also uh, help you make connections and give you opportunities that can lead to really good things. Hey ID hosts, this is Scott Classic. I was a host from 2017 to 2019, and one of the most memorable moments I had as a host uh, was preparing for GradX which was like a TEDx-style um, series of talks by some of the guests that we had on the show that had um, really compelling stories in their own research, but also how they got to um, be the type of researcher and person um, that they are. And that involved like, a lot of you know backstories and how to uh, work in their personal lives in a way um, that melds with their research and creative interests. Um, and I think we first had GradX in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, and I hope that's a thing that has uh, continued to go on because it was just a, such a cool thing. And it was um, really nice to feature some students who had particularly interesting stories and backgrounds that um, I think more people needed to hear about. What was really interesting was just being able to talk in depth with people about really anything on a variety of topics from uh, whales to astronomy to uh, the design of tools uh, for people with disabilities to use to how facial expressions are perceived and um, just the wide variety of uh, things that Oregon State uh, grad students were researching. Um, and I think, you know, this was, we tried to get this to be, um, basically we tried to put this at the right level of scientific communication that's not too jargony or niche, but um, not too general that you're, you're not, you know, really exploring uh, these research topics in uh, depth. And I think um, the sort of format, like inspiration dissemination really, um, helps convey that and I hope more people uh, listen to the podcast and uh, continue to listen to the podcast um, so you asked for some funny or interesting advice um, my advice is to ask dumb questions um, you might think these are dumb questions but the questions you um, think are dumb I assure you are not dumb and maybe it's just holding you back from um saying what everyone else is thinking, but, you know, no one's really uh, brave enough to bring up a, a question, if it's, you know, research or if it's not even research-related at all. Um, and, you know, if people laugh at you or make fun of you, like, that's their fault. So that's it. Um, I really like my time as a host and um, wish you guys all the best. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, tell your friends about it and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at KBVRID. This theme music was performed by the OSU Drumline and the intro jingle was created by Olin Haman. Special thanks to the supporting staff at KBVR that allow the show and podcast to be possible. This show was started by Jean Kamvar and Joey Hulbert in 2012. To learn about our current hosts, other graduate students at Oregon State, or if you want to be part of the show, visit our website at blogs.oregonstate.edu inspiration. Thanks again for listening, and stay curious, my friends.